Welcome to Healing Treasures of Wisdom with Daniel Solomon. Nutritional balancing is a concept where your mind, body, and spirit are balanced. These can affect your lifestyle, habits, thought patterns, and behaviors. Through hair tissue mineral analysis and the science of nutritional balance, you'll learn about the biochemistry of the body and what it can do for you. Now, here is your host, Daniel Solomon. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the four corners of the earth. I am Daniel Solomon, and this is Healing Treasures of Wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. This show is dedicated to the healing and the restoration of mankind, especially for those who are called and chosen to enter into the coming age and kingdom of peace and prosperity. There will be a specific focus dedicated on childhood disease prevention and correction, along with overall health and wellness for children and adults, mind, body, and spirit. For it is our children and our lineage who will inherit the earth upon our departure. Therefore, it behooves us to worry about our healing body, mind, and spirit. My website is Human Development Today and Beyond. There you can purchase my book by the same title, Human Development Today and Beyond. I speak about a myriad of topics. Um, One of the main things I talk about is nutritional balancing science and how you can balance your body chemistry, your body mineral ratios to get rid of certain conditions, certain diseases, and certain illnesses that have been uh, labeled as chronic, that have been labeled as having no cure, that have been labeled as leaving you debilitated for the rest of your life. One of the main, one of the other topics that I talk about in the book is this epidemic that has been around since the, the 80s, I believe. And everybody knows about it. We've heard about it for decades. We've all been frightened about it. It's called HIV and AIDS. It's a very, very interesting subject. And I've never taken an HIV test myself, but I've known people who have, and I've seen how it has been marketed towards certain groups, certain individuals, certain groups of people. My guest today is Curtis Cost. He is a dynamic researcher, an expert on this subject. He's also an expert on the subject of vaccinations, which all my listeners know that we are staunchly against. He is the author of the book, Vaccines Are Dangerous, A Warning to the Global Community. Now, this book was written back in 91. So Curtis Cost has been one of the warriors on the frontier all the way before it was widespread that vaccines were dangerous. But he was also on the frontier way back in the beginning, in the early 90s, speaking about the HIV-AIDS hoax, I could say. I'll just use that word, and and my guest is going to explain more about it. So without further ado, we'll bring in uh, Curtis Cost. How are you doing today, Curtis? Fantastic. Thank you very much for having me on your show. Excellent. So before we get into the HIV, um, Tell us a little bit more. Uh, we talked a little earlier about your uh, recent speaking engagement. W- what do you have 
uh, coming up in a future that you're going to be speaking or putting out any new books and new addition to your book that you were speaking about? Just give us a little rundown of that. Uh, well, I, I do some uh, some things uh, locally, but one of my um, uh, forums that I organized uh, a while back on uh, vaccines, uh, it was a major forum of a lot of doctors and scientists um, uh, participate and parents giving testimony. It was a great event, and um, that uh, DVD had been lost and just recently I found it, and now it's being produced, and I'll have it on my uh, website uh uh, hopefully by next week. So um, it's, it's a great event where people, uh, you know, sometimes people like to see things visually. So this forum, the Harlem Vaccine Forum, I think is going to be great for for people to uh, to look at and get a good overview of this subject. And so hopefully that'll be available in a few weeks. I mean by next week, and it'll be on the the website so people can order that the DVD in the Harlem AIDS uh, Harlem Vaccine Forum. So and what's your website? www.vaccines, V-A-C-C-I-N-E-S, R-A-R-E, dangerous.com. So it's basically the title of my book. Okay. www.vaccinesaredangerous.com. And uh, uh, in addition to the uh, vaccine form, you'll be able to order my book there. You'll be able to order the Harlem AIDS form, which I'll talk about as we get into it. Major, major event, the Harlem AIDS form, one and two. And... Um, yeah, plus the website has lots and lots of information, lots of uh, articles and, and videos, and uh, it's a wealth of information on uh, on the subject of uh, vaccines and the subject of AIDS on my website. Again, it's www.vaccinesaredangerous.com. Vaccinesaredangerous.com. Excellent. And I, and I did read the book. Uh, it was an excellent book. I read it about five years ago. Very great information. So Thank my you. audience, you guys can head over there and, and check that out. It's really, really good. Now let's get into um, the HIV and AIDS um, epidemic, in quotes. Mm-hmm. I call it a hoax. But pertaining to HIV and AIDS, when did you first realize, I know you it was way back in the 90s, but when and how did you realize that there's something not right about the official HIV and AIDS story? Mm-hmm. Sure. I came across it quite by accident. Uh, a friend had me watch uh, uh, a video entitled The Strucking Memorandum, in which he talked about how the HIV uh, virus was far more dangerous than what the public uh, was being told. And uh, he predicted masses, death, and destruction. And uh, and his uh, his material seemed sound. And uh, there are a number of other authors who uh, were saying pretty much the same thing that uh, uh, HIV was this horrific disease and was met in a laboratory uh, someplace in the United States, a chemical warfare laboratory. And uh, there's, there's a bunch of books that, that were writing about this. And I end up publishing a, a small booklet on it to uh, try and warn people, get people talking about it. But uh, shortly after my book, uh, it was called What is Safe Sex in the Age of AIDS, shortly after that came out, I started running into people who were telling me that that was all wrong, that HIV was really a hoax, and uh, no HIV virus existed. And I'm like, wait a minute. Now, I spent time researching this. I had my references. It's one of the times that I've learned that you have to go way beyond just looking up references. You got to go deep. You got to look at the pros and the cons. And uh, I uh, had a, a multi-hour session with uh, Dr. Uh, Phil Valentine, 
in which uh, he would say the same thing, that HIV was the hoax, there was no HIV virus. And I fired at him question after question. He fired right back. I mean, we were at it for hours. But the end result was that I uh, realized that uh, he had some credible arguments and, uh, and evidence. And so that let me on an odyssey in which I read everything I could get my hands on. A lot of material for from the various groups like Keel that um, accumulate massive uh, documentation on the HIV AIDS hoax. I read uh, all kinds of books and articles, and I was stunned at how many prominent scientists and doctors that there were out there that were saying the exact same thing. Um, but most people didn't know about them because most people don't want to read serious material. Most people, you know, they want to watch hip-hop stuff on TV and sports and Hollywood gossip stuff. And... Uh, Things of a medical, technical nature, they're not inclined to read. And uh, so a lot of them are, you know, like lambs being led off to slaughter. Um, and so I saw it as my uh, mission to uh, take this massive amount of really complex material and condense it down into a format that's simple and easy to read, such that. I mean, a kid in middle school can read my book and understand uh, most of it readily. And for the more serious-minded, I have tons of references there. So uh, that was uh, the beginning of how I uh, got into this and knew that, this, that the official story was was wrong. Wow. Okay. Wow, that's amazing. So you did a lot of research, and you're definitely correct, and most people do not like to do in-depth research on things that are serious. And this is one of the reasons why I have this show. I want to open people's mind to these types of things because we perish for lack of knowledge. Now, give us an early history, okay, of this so-called virus, okay? How did it get its name? Uh, where did it come from? Where did it begin? And how did it become so uh, popular? Sure. Well, when it first started, uh, nobody knew what the uh, cause was, and it started uh, among homosexual men and uh, promiscuous homosexual men, not just all homosexuals. So promiscuous meaning guys who are having you know five, ten different partners in a week. Now that level of uh, sexual activity was very traumatic for the, uh, the the colon area, and to deal with that, what they were doing, they were using a drug called poppers which alleviated a lot of the uh, the pain that was associated with that level of activity. And um, the two classic symptoms of what was defining this new disease were uh, a skin cancer called Carposi sarcoma, as well as a uh, as well as uh, pneumocystis community pneumonia. And uh, those were the were the defining symptoms of what was being uh, viewed as what became the AIDS phenomenon. So. The the problem, though, is that uh, while the media and stuff later want to put the blame on the virus, the fact is the drugs that these guys were taking, uh, poppers, the two primary uh, adverse reactions was Kaposi sarcoma and it was cystic green pneumonia. So they were getting sick not because of some new virus, but because of a drug. It was a drug-related condition, not any type of new virus. But the uh, medical establishment knew that um, the only way they could make money out of this was uh, they would have to try to 
pass it off as a, as a viral disease, and that it was something that would be transmitted in the heterosexual population uh, sexually. Because if they just limit it to a uh, homosexual condition, well, not many people, especially at that time, were very interested. But if they could convince people that it was something that affected heterosexuals and was transmitted sexually where everybody has sex, I, I mean, that, you know, now they get to push the panic button and everybody um, uh, was was hysterical as to what to do to protect, to protect themselves. And so... Um, they uh, uh, came up with this test, Dr. Robert Gallo, uh, the uh, HIV test, or one of the HIV tests. He didn't go through the proper procedures for uh, getting a peer review, but he basically came out and said that, you know, he had this test, uh, tested to determine who had this virus, uh, HIV. Never at that point had it been proven to be the cause of anything. And, you know, that's where it started. I mean, everybody just naturally said, well, if a doctor gets on TV and says there's a test for this disease, well, I want the test. And so people were flocking for the tests, and the drug companies were happy to, to supply the, uh, these tests. Um, but, you know, the problem, though, is that the person who um, was actually accredited with uh, discovering uh, so-called HIV uh, is a French scientist by the name of Luc Montier, uh, who works out of the Pasteur Institute. Now, he's publicly gone on record uh, and stated that he never succeeded in obtaining uh, a purified sample isolating this HIV virus. Now, isolation is critical uh, because before scientists can claim that uh, a virus causes anything, uh, they have to uh, separate it from everything else. For example, if I give you a solution of milk and alcohol, and I actually you to describe for me the properties of just the alcohol, the first thing you would have to do would be to separate the milk from the alcohol. Then you can you know, run tests on just the alcohol. Uh, well, that critical step of isolation was never done. And he's admitted in an article, I have it in my book, uh, Continuum Magazine, Winter 1997, he admits his team never isolated anything. Well, you can't develop a test for something that's not been isolated because that means there is no gold standard. The gold standard will be the virus. And there, so in order for you to know whether a test is 20% accurate, 50% accurate, 90% accurate, you need the actual virus to apply it to. If you don't have that, well, your tests are worthless. That's like me saying I have a test for pink elephant virus, and it's a great test, but I've never seen a pink elephant virus. I've never isolated a pink elephant virus. So how reliable is my uh, pink elephant virus test? That's the situation we have with the HIV test. And um, you can uh, confirm the unreliability of these tests by just looking at the package inserts, because the package inserts say that that test, the, 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 their individual test should not be used alone to determine whether or not somebody's HIV positive. Now, the problem is all the tests say the same thing. So whether it's the Elijah test, Western Block, PCR test, the package insert all say that their tests cannot be used alone to make a determination. So basically, it's the equivalent to you going into a, uh, a car dealership to buy a car, a $20,000 car, but the dealer won't guarantee the, that the car is even going to work when you drive it out. Now, would you buy a car under those circumstances? Probably not. No. But that's what they 
that's what they want us to do with regards to these tests. They're telling these tests are not reliable, but take it anyway. Now, they can get away <laughs> with it because the doctors never show the package insert to, to uh, the patients. You go to the hospital, take an HIV test. They're never going to say, well, here's the package insert. You should read this first. They don't do that. And so the average person, they blindly go into the hospital or clinic, and uh, they're trusting the doctors or the medical establishment. Yeah. Do they know they're being given a bogus test. Wow. Um, Curtis, let me, yeah. let me cut you off here. We're going to a break. Uh, we've got a okay. dynamic in- information that we're uh, dispersing here. We're going to a break, and we'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. The Daniel Berry Sickle Cell Foundation was developed to support those that have this genetic disease. Named for Daniel Berry, a child who, after nutritional balancing, including a special diet, supplements, and a hair mineral test, has been free of sickle cell attacks and body stress that previously had triggered these attacks. We can't do this alone and need your support, donations, and positive messages. Visit the Daniel Berry Sickle Cell Foundation website at humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com and click Sickle Cell Foundation. That's human development today and beyond.com. And click Sickle Cell Foundation. Visit human development today and beyond.com for information about Daniel Solomon's book, which is available both at the site and at lulu.com. Daniel also offers services such as hair tissue mineral analysis. You can find information on starting your own nutritional balancing program. And Daniel also offers numerology readings for you and your family including children. The website is the same as the title of Daniel's book, humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. Again, humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Real Life Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Healing Treasures of Wisdom with Daniel Solomon. We'd love to hear from you on today's program. Please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly through Daniel's website at humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. Now back to Healing Treasures of Wisdom. All right, and we're back. Healing Treasures of Wisdom. I am Daniel Solomon, your host. My website, again, is humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. My book is by the same title, Human Development Today and Beyond. 
I also am a nutritional balancing practitioner. Uh, we do hair analysis. We use hair analysis instead of blood tests. Why do we do that? Well, hair analysis shows much more information and much timelier manner than does blood tests. You can get diagnosed with diabetes today looking at your blood test by your doctor. But if you do a hair analysis and it is interpreted correctly, you can see those patterns and those traits of diabetes years before you are actually diagnosed with diabetes. We look at things such as your calcium magnesium ratio. That is your blood sugar ratio. If that's thrown off, then many, many other things will be thrown off in your body. And once we are understanding what your ratios are, then we can work to correct that. Now, today we're talking about the HIV hoax with Curtis Cost, a dynamic researcher who has done many, many, many years, years of research on this topic. His uh, website is vaccinesaredangerous.com. And before we went to the break, he was speaking about just breaking down the history of this HIV hoax. And he left off talking about the doctor who was never able to isolate this HIV virus. Now, I'm going to let you continue. But before you continue, I'd like to go back to you were speaking about these poppers that these promiscuous homosexual men were using and how it was causing the same ailments that they were blaming on the virus, which they later called HIV and called AIDS. Now, do these poppers, this chemical compound of a drug, do they still exist in any other form? Have they renamed the name, or is it a street drug, or is it still around today? Well, I really haven't kept track on uh, on that part of it. Um, but, you know, now that people know the name, they can go and do a quick Google search and, and see uh, what the situation is. I just haven't kept track on uh, has it been uh, completely banned, if it's still being used to some degree. I, I just haven't kept track on, on uh, that particular uh, uh, dimension of this. Okay. Well, that's, that's interesting. I have to look that about that because looking at um, just reading other people's material, um, dealing with the symptoms that come with supposed AIDS, um, a lot of uh, doctors and researchers have claimed that it is it's actually very easy to um, to to heal. Um, nutritional balancing science. We work with Dr. Uh, Larry Wilson. He said he is healed or corrected. I don't want to use the word healed and get sued, but corrected the uh, symptoms and problems that come with AIDS. Something mm-hmm. that the medical industry says is incurable and you have to take this medication otherwise and you're basically going to die so that leads me to my next question how did the the pharmaceutical industry take advantage of this new disease and turn it into a is this is a multi-million dollar industry is a multi-billion dollar industry multi-billion wow okay well well they took advantage of it through uh Development of uh, and proliferation of these bogus tests, uh, as well as these dangerous drugs, HIV/AIDS drugs, as well as the various research grants and things uh, that they were given, uh, they found lots of ways to make big money uh, uh, out of this. And 
I mean, let me. I just want to wrap up a little bit on on the HIV test. But yeah, that's been a huge money maker. Even though, as I said, in the package inserts, they say that you can't use the test any one of the tests alone to determine whether or not somebody has HIV. But what most people, uh, in addition, what people don't know is that there's about 80 different things that can trigger a false positive on these tests, uh, which includes. A vaccine. You could take a flu shot or a hepatitis vac- uh, B vaccine shot, uh, and if you take uh, HIV test shortly thereafter, it can cause you to have a false positive. Uh, if you're taking certain recreational drugs or prescription drugs, uh, you take the HIV test, that can trigger a false positive. If a woman is pregnant or recently pregnant because of the uh, uh, biochemical changes in our body, that's enough to trigger a, a false response on these tests. So these tests that they make you so much money on are completely, utterly worthless. You can literally uh, go into two different hospitals on the same day and end up with two different results, one positive, one negative. You can go to one hospital, get the test, say it says you're positive, uh, and go back to the same hospital six months later take a test, and it'll say you're negative. I mean, it's just these tests are completely worthless. You can um, uh, get different results depending on whether you use the ELISA test or the Western Block test or the PCR. In fact, there's no international guidelines on how to even interpret the results on the HIV test. So you can be told you're positive in America and then go to Australia and with the same results and say you're negative. You can go to France, for example, and then they say, no, you're positive. There's no international agreement to even interpret the results on uh, these uh, tests. So the tests are completely and uh, utterly worthless. And um, the drugs, I mean, they've developed, those are toxic poisons. And that's what causes people to get sick. I mean, the uh, AZT, for example, um, was originally a chemotherapy treatment. And um, most people know that uh, chemotherapy is very, very dangerous, very, very toxic. Most people die from not the cancer they they have, uh, but from the chemotherapy. So AZT was originally meant to be a chemotherapy drug, but it was so determined to be so dangerous that they couldn't even use it as a chemotherapy treatment. So you know that's that's one hellified toxic concoction. Nonetheless, when HIV AIDS came along, they passed it off as a treatment for uh, for uh, HIV AIDS patients. Uh, they falsified the results um, and put this on the market. And I say it's falsified because I uh, had a forum with uh, organized with Reverend Al Sharpton uh, called the Harlem AIDS Forum, and one of the speakers was a woman who was one of the researchers on the trials for AZT. And she became a whistleblower because she saw them falsifying uh, the results, claiming that it was helping people. In fact, they, they were getting sick and, and dying from the uh, from, from the drug. So um, these tests, uh, you give these te- I'm sorry, these drugs, you give them to a perfectly healthy person, and you know they're going to start wasting away. They're going to start getting sick, uh, and that's what's been going on. And uh, so and. What you said before about the uh, the doctor who was uh, healing people, well, that's because uh, HIV, I mean, uh, or having AIDS is not like a, a new disease. I mean, they lumped a bunch of uh, unrelated diseases, I think like 27 different diseases that no relationship to each other, like, like uh, uh, tuberculosis and, and uh, uh, pneumonia and things that totally unrelated, but they want to create this sense of crisis. So... Any good holistic doctor 
uh, will have a regimen to treat specific conditions. So if you have tuberculosis, he'll or she will provide you with a uh, holistic regimen to detox your body and help you overcome the tuberculosis. If you have some other condition, they'll do that. So there's lots of people who've been able to completely reverse cases of uh, people who have uh, AIDS. Dr. Savi, I mean, he's uh, claimed for years that, that he was able to uh, completely reverse people who supposedly had AIDS. What he was really doing was taking people who had weakened immune systems for various reasons and uh, cleaning them out and building up their immune systems. So, yes, uh, I mean, in fact, taking even further, the uh, French scientist that I mentioned, Luc Montier, he's publicly, you can look it up uh, online, publicly go on record and said that people can be cured of, of, of AIDS. He said, you know, the symptoms can be reversed. And that's something that the medical establishment in general doesn't want you to hear, especially the drug companies. They want you to still believe that uh, this is a, a death sentence. Well, uh, this is a guy who you gave a Nobel Prize to for discovering, supposedly discovering HIV, say it's not a death sentence. It's just a matter of uh, strengthening the immune system. And again, the references in my book, and people can go look this up. Also, let's look at Magic Johnson. How long has Magic Johnson been walking around supposedly with HIV? Well, they, I mean, they, we, they want us to believe that he's been taking these drugs, but if he's been taking those drugs all this time, he would have probably ended up like everybody else who was taking those drugs, dead uh, and buried long ago. But he's happy and jolly and healthy and strong, uh, which contradicts his whole death sentence. But he, if he can be around decades after the fact and healthy and strong and jolly, well, obviously HIV AIDS is not a death sentence. Um, they play mind games on us, and they, and, uh, they get away with it because, as, as I've said, uh, they know most people are not going to uh, listen to serious radio shows like this. They're not going to go to serious lectures, and, and they're not going to pick up serious publications. And so they can get away with convincing people of almost anything. Absolutely. And speaking of Magic Johnson, it, it, it should just make people think that, as you said, this guy, I think he got diagnosed supposedly in 1991, and it's been almost 30 years later, and he's walking around, you know, looking like he can bench press 350 pounds. And you've mm -hmm. got the main stream of people with HIV and AIDS who are taking these AZTs and whatever other medications that they have, and they're struggling in life just to hold on day by day. Now, it's mm -hmm. called autoimmune deficiency syndrome is what AIDS stands for. And we understand that you can develop a poorly functioning immune system from many different things. You can right. develop a poorly fun functioning immune system from the uh, a lifestyle of partying all the time, taking drugs, drinking alcohol, being promiscuous, doing all these things and not sleeping. That's going to destroy your immune system itself. Actually, you cannot even have any type of sexual intercourse and be destroying your immune system due to, through different things. Is that not correct? Well, yeah. I mean, there's a multitude of, of bad things you could be doing to uh, adversely affect your immune system. And you listed a bunch of them. Uh, yeah, lack of sleep, lack of uh, proper nutrition, uh, indulging uh, in drugs, uh, excessive use of, of alcohol, smoking. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's interesting. In America, 
they've been saying that it's primarily a homosexual disease, but in Africa, there's a, also, it's a heterosexual disease over in Africa. Now, since when uh, a virus changes its, its uh, behavior depending on the continent that it's on? And because in Africa, uh, homosexuality is still taboo. I mean, they'll kill you over there. You, you uh, uh, act in, in that way. Um, it had nothing to do with uh, sex at all. Uh, what they were doing was that they uh, were looking at people who were uh, malnourished, um, drinking uh, dirty, contaminated water, and had weakened immune systems. And they were saying that, uh, oh, yeah, they, they weren't testing all these people. They were going and saying, oh, yep, they, they all got AIDS. That's what they were doing, literally. It wasn't any mass testing. They were just taking malnourished, sick people and just claiming blanket that they uh, had some new disease. I mean, uh, it, it was scandalous. And um, but that's what they do. They play these uh, all these mind games uh, on us. So I should also add that when, uh, whenever uh, anyone hears uh, uh, they claim that a virus is the cause of something, know that they're lying to you. Viruses do not cause anything. Viruses. Uh, are not living entities. Uh, I'll give you a, a quick synopsis. Bottom line is, a virus does not fit any of the criteria of life. I mean, it does not uh, eat. It doesn't consume anything. Uh, like, you know, even a, a tree takes in uh, light and, uh, and, and nutrients from the soil through the water and the minerals in the, in the soil. Uh, a virus doesn't take in any type of nutrients whatsoever. In addition, a virus does not produce any waste product. You know, even a tree produces uh, oxygen. It takes in carbon monoxide, gives off oxygen. Uh, a virus does not produce any waste product. A virus does not have a central nervous system. It can't move. Uh, so they want us to believe that something that can't move, doesn't eat, doesn't produce any waste product, is no more alive than your household key, but somehow it manages to get into your cell, something that's a thousand times larger, far more complex, and convince that cell to produce more viruses. That's madness. It's ludicrous. It would be the same thing as me telling you that if I took your, your, your household key and I shaved off a small microscopic bit of that key and I put it in a syringe with some water and I injected it into your, into your, your bloodstream, that that a little fragment of a key, a little microscopic piece of a key, would uh, get to your cell and cause your cells to produce baby keys, which would grow up to adult keys. Now, if I told you that, would you believe me? I would, I would laugh. <laughs> I would Precisely. Laugh. Now, now yeah. the key question is, why would you laugh? Because it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's completely illogical. Precisely. And more than that, you know what a key is. You've seen a key all your life. You know what keys are, right? There's no right. way you could be tricked. You know what a key. So no matter what I tell you, I can have a PhD from the top university. There's no way I'm going to convince you that, that key can produce baby keys in your bloodstream. Now, here's the problem. Um, you don't have an electron microscope in your home, so you can't see a virus. None of us can. So everything we know about viruses, we have to trust the, the doctors who have these multi-million dollar electron microscopes. We have to take their word for it. Now, of course, you might, they have billions of dollars at stake. So <laughs> when somebody has so much money on the line, uh, you can't always uh, assume that they're not going to go on the side that's most profitable to them. So 
with the with the key example, you've seen it. You know what it is. You can't be tricked. But viruses, most people, almost no one can see a virus, and we have to. We're totally dependent on what the doctors say, and that's how I got us. Absolutely. We just rely Absolutely. on what they say, and so. And I'll tell you, I've gone to lots of uh, lectures and you know uh, various doctors and people with PhDs in biology and and other things. And, you Curtis, know, when you get Curtis, them off hold, of the hold, oh. what you about to say? Hold that. We're going to go to a break, and we're going to come back, okay. and we can finish that story. This is this is okay. amazing. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. The Daniel Berry Sickle Cell Foundation was developed to support those that have this genetic disease. Named for Daniel Berry, a child who, after nutritional balancing, including a special diet, supplements, and a hair mineral test, has been free of sickle cell attacks and body stress that previously had triggered these attacks. We can't do this alone and need your support, donations, and positive messages. Visit the Daniel Berry Sickle Cell Foundation website at humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com and click Sickle Cell Foundation. That's human development today and beyond.com and click Sickle Cell Foundation. Visit human development today and beyond.com for information about Daniel Solomon's book, which is available both at the site and at lulu.com. Daniel also offers services such as hair tissue mineral analysis. You can find information on starting your own nutritional balancing program. And Daniel also offers numerology readings for you and your family including children. The website is the same as the title of Daniel's book, humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. Again, humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Healing Treasures of Wisdom with Daniel Solomon. We'd love to hear from you on today's program. Please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly through Daniel's website at humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. Now back to Healing Treasures of Wisdom. All right, and we're back. Healing Treasures of Wisdom. I'm your host, Daniel Solomon. And we're speaking to our guest, Curtis Cost, about the HIV AIDS hoax. Before we get back into that, I want to talk about our sickle cell project that we have. It's called the Daniel Berry Sickle Cell Project. And we have just recently got our 501c3 status. Um, So we can accept donations, tax-deductible donations, to help go towards uh, funding sickle cell patients, especially children in particular, um, to get them the proper supplements and the proper information and diet that they need to overcome their uh, illness. 
Um, I give the story of my son, Daniel. Um, he's been sickle cell symptom-free for three years now after being on a nutritional balancing program. We got his hair analysis done, and we started to balance his mineral levels. We started to remove toxins. We started to remove heavy metals from his blood and from his bone marrow, and all of the symptoms magically disappeared. Okay, And this is something, again, that your pharmaceutical companies that your hospitals and your doctors are not going to tell you about. So you can contribute to that on my website, Human Development Today and Beyond, um, and that would be greatly appreciated. So now let's jump back um, into the interview with our guest, Curtis Cost. Um, he left off, uh, we were speaking about a story of a, a doctor um, um, on the HIV issue. So let's go ahead and pick up where you left sure. off, Curtis. Yeah, I was saying that... Um I've gone to various presentations by doctors and scientists, plus doctors and scientists that I've met. And, you know, within a small group, uh, when you get them by themselves, a lot of times they'll say a lot of things that they normally wouldn't say in, in, in a much larger form. And, you know, one thing that they, they would say is that viruses don't exist, that they're hoaxes, that viruses, you can't grow the stuff because they're not alive. And um, I've heard this again and again from uh, doctors and scientists. And uh, and when I've done the research, anybody encourage people to go look it up for themselves. Uh, you find for yourself that you know viruses do not cause anything. It's a hoax. It's a myth. So um, whether you're talking about HIV virus, the flu virus, or any other virus, does not cause anything. It's always something else. Typically, something. Uh, uh, hindering a person's immune system, such as um, bad diet, um, drugs, alcohol, lack of sleep, lack of exercise, things like lack of water. I, I mean, things that any good holistic practitioner could easily correct. Um, that is what, what would cause you to get sick. So if you don't want to uh, have the flu or a cold, I, mean, I would say everybody should have a, a holistic practitioner like yourself who they can consult with and help them get on a dietary regimen to um, uh, reduce the risk of having things through fasting and, and other uh, uh, mechanisms. And uh, Oh, I should also mention that uh, it should be obvious by now, but this whole sexual transmission of HIV is also a hoax. Uh, clearly, if there's no HIV virus in the test, work, then there is no sexual transmission. But I, two three points I want to make very quickly on that front. One, the only way that they can claim that HIV is sexually transmitted is if they have a reliable HIV test. But they don't. Since the virus is never uh, isolated, as I mentioned, and the test kits say, no, don't trust my kit. Uh, so if you don't have uh, a reliable test, you can't say somebody got HIV uh, from, uh, from, from sex. And on top of that, there was a major study done by Dr. Nancy Payton in which um, she tracked uh, various couples who um, a situation set up where one partner uh, was HIV positive and the other one was HIV negative, but they were having unprotected sex. And she was very smart because she only accepted people into the study who were not drug users because she knew that drugs uh, could trigger a false response on the uh, HIV test. And she tracked these individuals, I think it was like 100 or so, um, over a period of 10 years. It was the longest study of its kind on sexual transmission. Guess how many people 
converted to HIV positive after having unprotected sex for 10 years. Guess how many end up becoming positive? You want to venture a guess? Zero. In that. Exactly. Zero. Yeah, 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 that's because, I, that's Zero. because I, read, I read it, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I shouldn't have asked you. But yeah, yeah you're <laughs> right, yes. Zero. None. Nonetheless, despite that massive 10-year study, they still want to push the idea uh, of this is a sexually transmitted disease. It's bogus. Now, I'm not encouraging people to go, I have unprotected sex, but I don't even say that because people were using condoms before there was any HIV. Why did you use condoms? Well, one, uh, you didn't want to have an unwanted pregnancy. That's the number one reason for using condoms. And also the issue of other sexually transmitted diseases. But the main reason is you don't want, uh, people don't want to have uh, unwanted babies. And so taking away um, HIV uh, as something that's sexually transmitted, some people are like, oh my God, you're encouraging people not to wear it. No, people still need to wear condoms if they don't want to uh, risk having uh, unwanted pregnancy. I, I mean, as simple as that. So I just wanted to make that point about the sexual transmission. It is a hoax. Well, I just want to remind you, your audience also, they can, uh, if they're interested in ordering my book, Vaccines Are Dangerous, they can go right to my website, www.vaccinesarredangerous.com, and get it. Also, all the information I'm telling about uh, HIV and AIDS, the first chapter of my book covers this, and also you'll find on the website uh, the Harlem AIDS Forum, a major event, I think like five, six hours, uh, that I have various doctors and scientists talk about why HIV AIDS is a hoax. And so the DVDs are also can be ordered from my uh, website. And, um, yeah, so the information is out there for you to, uh, to partake in. Excellent. Yes, yes. And, and it is an excellent book. Um, now, the, the thing that gets me is when you talk about uh, the actual test inserts, that the actual test itself says that it is not conclusive, that it basically is, right. is, is not testing anything. Well, it's testing something, I guess. I don't know. But the results are up in the air, and it tells you right there on the insert. Right. So you should not you should not use uh, their test alone to make a determination. But all the tests say the same thing. So it's not like if you use somebody else's test uh, in conjunction with the first test is any more reliable. Because the other one has the same dis- disclaimer. They all say the exact same thing. Oh, I, I, a little side note. Remember you said my book came out in 91. The first edition of my book, Vaccines are Dangerous, came out in 91. The, there's an updated version that came out in 2010. So that one is what's on the market, uh, the vaccines are dangerous. I thought I'd mention that. But getting back to the test case, you're right. They admit on the package insert that their tests are completely worthless. And um, uh, it's a scam on every single level that you look at, and uh, the only problem is, the problem is not with the evidence, the problem is motivating people to uh, take a look at this information. I'm hoping people who are listening to this will order my book because I took a great deal of time and effort to convert really complicated material down to a format that's very simple and easy to understand. Um, uh, if you, when you read my book, uh, and especially the chapter on HIV AIDS, which is the first chapter in the book, you're going to be able to understand it very easily, and you're going to know more than 90% of the of the, the general public uh, from the information. There are plenty of references. So, and the same thing with the rest of the book. 
I cover the whole subject of vaccines in great detail. But again, very simple, easy to understand language. Because I'm a writer. A lot of times, scientists they they know their science, but they're not um, they're not writers, and so they're not always the best people to uh, simplify information. But I happen to have a knack for that, and so the benefit of my book is that it, it takes complicated information and it makes it easy to understand and uh you know you can easily understand it and share it with other people absolutely and that's that's definitely a gift of of a teacher Mm -hmm. to be able to break complicated things down so the layman can be able to understand it and that's definitely the where i was you know coming in i was in the military when i actually um read your material and had no background in biology or science or anything but it's very very easy to understand uh, but I want to hit on another thing that you're talking about, the, the viruses. Um, uh, I've done some, some, some research, and, you know, a lot of times the industry, the medical industry, likes to give these big, scary names to things. And the, the HIV virus has been called a retrovirus. And, but, uh, you know, the, which, you know, I guess is more scarier than an actual real virus. It's a retrovirus, whatever that means. But I've done uh, some research on Antoine Becamp. Uh, versus Louis Pasteur, and when you were talking about yeah. the fact that there are no viruses that actually exist, Antoine Bicamp was a proponent that the environment of the body is what produces sickness and illness because of, as you said, lack of nutrition or a lack of a you know a proper lifestyle and things of that nature. But Pasteur was the one who said that there's these invisible things that are floating in the air called viruses. And if you breathe them in or whatever the case may be, then you get sick and we need vaccinations to protect you from that. But then on his deathbed, Louis Pasteur recanted on everything that he said. Right. This is very interesting. And and, uh, you were aware of that, yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not not just viruses. They were talking about all microorganisms. Uh, I mean, the the, uh, bacteria and other things. He said those... Uh, ultimately, were not the cause. And to use an analogy, um, uh, Western uh, allopathic medicine, they would view a situation where you see a, a, a huge trash pile and you see flies all over the trash pile. They, they want to say, well, the flies caused the trash pile. No, I mean, the, <laughs> the, the trash pile attracted the flies. So uh, when your body is filled with toxins, uh, you create a situation where, where things start to develop, things that uh, microorganisms that, that are feeding on the, on the toxins. And, and, uh, but that doesn't mean that those things were the cause. And the cause is the lifestyle that you're leading. And so if you're... Eating uh, organic fruits and vegetables and getting plenty of, of good water, using a good water filtration system, and uh, you know, you're, you're getting your eight, nine hours of sleep and you're exercising regularly, your risk of, of sickness drops dramatically. But if you're not, and uh, uh, your regular diet consists of hamburgers, hot dogs, pizzas, and sodas, uh, and, and you're not getting enough sleep, you're not exercising regularly, you're not per- fasting periodically, you're not drinking good, clean water, uh, well, your risk of getting sick is much higher. Because it has nothing to do with any microorganism. In fact, if we just think about it intuitively, if viruses and other microorganisms were the cause of, uh, of, uh, of sickness and death, well, all life forms on the planet would be dead a long time ago. I mean, because you breathe on them all the time. 
And uh, if you look at nature, how come only uh, domesticated animals and humans need vaccines to be protected from these things? And you think about it. Uh, a lion doesn't need a vaccine. A pigeon, a turtle, uh, a snake, frog, flies, mosquitoes, whales, sharks, none of them need any kind of vaccine to be protected from anything. Yet they thrive. Uh, on top of that, uh, uh, when a lion uh, chases down a deer and eats it, he doesn't wash his hands. Uh, he doesn't wash his paws or, or anything. He eats the deer right on, on the ground. I mean, same thing with every other predator. So why aren't they all dead? Uh, if, if the microorganisms were the cause. I got another one for you. Um, they, they tell us that we need to brush our teeth. And if you don't brush your teeth, you're going to get cavities. Okay, well, lions don't brush their teeth, but, you know, their teeth are pretty sharp. Lions, tigers, bears, I mean, none of them brush their teeth. So how come all these creatures have strong, healthy teeth? Yeah, and they're not flossing the either, huh? Huh? And they're not flossing every twice a day no, either. No, no, no. <laughs> um, studies have shown that uh, groups of people in the Amazon and parts of Africa who had... Uh, no contact with the Europeans, their teeth were healthy, perfectly healthy. But once they started adopting the European diet and started eating all kinds of flowers and sugars and everything else, that's when their teeth started rotting and getting cavities and everything else. So the, the state of your teeth is a reflection of your diet. If you have not, nothing to do, I'm not telling you to tell people don't use any type of toothpaste at all. I'm not saying that. Uh, what I am saying is, if you want healthy teeth, the most critical thing you can do is watching your diet, just as every other creature does in nature. So long as creatures are eating the foods that they were meant to eat, they're fine. I mean, a lion is meant to eat a deer. A deer is meant to eat grass. And uh, humans, if you look at, at our design, we were not meant to even eat meat. Uh, we were designed to eat uh, fruits and vegetables because, uh, you know, look at our teeth. Our teeth, I mean, animals that are supposed to eat meat, they have sharp, uh, pointy teeth strong enough to rip into the hide of, of a cow or a deer. We cannot rip into the hide of a deer or, or a cow. We, our teeth won't do that. Our teeth are flat. It's meant for grinding. So our teeth are perfect for, for chewing on an apple or banana or things of that nature, not uh, the tough meat of, 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 uh, of animals. On top of that, if you look at our digestive system, our digestive system is very long. Uh, animals that eat meat have very short digestive systems so it can remove the meat quickly from their system because the meat rots very fast. If you put a steak on your table, just let it sit there, how many days can you think you can sit there before it's really rotten and smelling bad? Not long. Uh, but, you know, it takes about a week. You put a steak in your body or a hamburger, it takes about a week for it to uh, clear your system, depending on how, how good your digestive system is. That means it's rotting inside your system. That's why we got this long, uh, our long digestive system is inconsistent with eating meat because it stays there too long. Mm -hmm. Animals that are supposed to eat meat have very short digestive system. So what okay. we're eating, what we're supposed hey, Curtis, to let me let me stop you there. We got about okay. uh, 30 seconds. Okay. This has okay. been an excellent right. and dynamic interview. I want you to go ahead and give your information out one more time for our audience. Sure. 
Sure. They can go to my website, order my book or DVDs, www.vaccinesaredangerous.com, just as the title, uh, www.vaccinesaredangerous.com. They can get the home aid form and, and my book. And uh, soon I'll have next week, I'll have the vaccine forum uh, on there. And uh, anybody who wants to call me, if they have questions, whatever, my business line, you can reach me at 347 335 That's 347-335-6455. And I do do lectures and things, so if anybody wants to bring me down to give a presentation, I'd be happy to do that. And uh, I want to thank you for the opportunity of being on your show. All right. Well, no problem. This is excellent, and I appreciate it. Mm. And thank you, audience, for listening. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Healing Treasures of Wisdom. Thank you for listening this week to Healing Treasures of Wisdom. Please join your host, Daniel Solomon, again next Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week.